I hit the wrong one. Up three. man if you guys only could hear the conversation before we go live <laughs> that's why a lot of times we just start laughing because <laughs> rod's talking out about pudgy, pudgy parts in the middle so <laughs> anyway that is not the topic of today's detail memoir <laughs> i'm rod Uzi. and i'm jody and I, I think i'm gonna laugh through this episode because that was so funny but anyway as you guys know every week we get together to explore some amazing stories, amazing men and women having an impact in their personal life, on their business. But sometimes you get people that are just having impact across the industry. And we have one of those people today. So we have Robin Sweet from the Detail Lab. Good morning to you. How are you? You know, we're, we're good. good. We're doing really good. So we, this is fun because we got to meet you not even that long ago in person. And literally we are like, we got to get you on the show and here you are, which never happens. Usually people, you know, they, they takes put, forever, takes forever. So this is really cool. Awesome. Um, and we've wanted to learn about what you do. And <clears throat> like we were saying before the, before we went live, you're everywhere. So uh, <laughs> let's just jump into it. Where, where are you and how did you get started and just kind of, Talk My about your story. story. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm in Chatham, New York, which is upstate New York, uh, about 40 miles south of Albany. So Hudson Valley, Berkshires. It's very rural here. Grew up on a farm. We still have a horse farm. Um, I worked for 14 and three quarter years as a 911 dispatcher. I'm still currently there full time. Wow. Uh, yeah. So detailing was kind of just a hobby. It was something that I like to do in my own vehicles and kind of just became, you know, an interest to me and started on some friends and family's vehicles, but really wanted to dive deep into it and, and do a good job and know that I was well-educated. So I signed up for a random class at Auto Geek and I fell in love. Um, and so since then, things have kind of exploded for me, but I came home and decided I wanted to start a business and have an official title. So the Detail Lab, uh, and that's named for my dog, a black lab. So yep. You know, you mentioned the logo. There he is in the back of the truck, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. yeah, things continued. I wanted to learn more. Um, when I was at Auto Geek training, I heard Rennie Doyle's name and, you know, thought, well, who's this guy and what's this book all about that he wrote? So I came home and I read it and there just so happened to be a class down in Jersey coming up. So I signed up for that Did two days over the weekend with him and Bobby Weiner and Harry and just yep. kind of fell in love with those guys and their stories and the business and everybody else who was there and signed up for the five day class with Rennie at his place in big bear. And so since then, just kind of been doing this full time aside from my other full time job as an I one dispatcher. And it became, it became therapy to me. It was, um, 
it was a way to take my mind off of the stressors of my real job and really focus on one thing at a time instead of a thousand. And it was good mental therapy to say the least. And I think that's probably why I fell in love with it the most because I can kind of just take myself out of the, the craziness of the world and put myself on a vehicle and, and just go hardcore with it. Yeah. And wow. So the, the 911 dispatcher, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of stress involved there. I've known a couple people that have done that and that is, that is crazy stressful. So, yeah. So I want to know how long of a space this has been since you've decided to go into the detail. I mean, I'll jump yeah. all in, right. Cause yeah. you were a hobbyist before, but now you're all in. Yeah. So my first class at AutoGeek was in 2019, I believe. Um, yeah. Wow. So really quick. <laughs> really quick. Yeah. That's, you're three, four years and you're all three you're years and you're it, like so. the AutoGeek persona, the face, you're, yeah. you know, That's on Air Force One. I mean, it's like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for, you know, Rennie and Megan having a conversation uh, prior to MTE last year. Uh, that's how I met Megan. Rennie kind of pushed, you know, my name to her and I went and chatted with her and here we are. So from February to August, here we are. That's how, so, that's how quick it happened. So I've been watching you for probably about a year, right? I'm, I'm always flipping through Instagram. I'm always looking for people and watching, seeing what they're doing. So I've been you know, aware of who you are for a long time. But the one, the one photo that just, I got to talk to this lady happened at Air Force One. You know, Chris Woolman, he was in the right place at the right time. You're standing in front of Air Force One. You've been working on Air Force One. And there are a gaggle of teens, all girls, sitting yeah. there. And I mean, it's like they're sitting at the feet of the master going, can you tell me about what you do? Yeah. You know, when I saw them, the group coming through, I kind of just paused. I think I was kind of taking a break and a pause for a moment anyway. And um, I have a lot of experience as a 911 dispatcher doing a lot of education, especially with young kids and going to schools. And they always just want to absorb everything that you give them. And right. I always find that fun. So I kind of just waited for them to come up and just said good morning, mostly, you know, to the adults that were with them, the teachers. And, and I think the teacher kind of asked the first question, because they were too shy to ask. And I honestly don't remember what that question was, but maybe kind of, what are you doing? What are you working on here? And so I just started chatting and then you just open that door and those kids ask the best questions and it's easy for me, you know? And so I didn't feel like I was being put on the spot. And I think it was Chris Metcalf from Flex that took that picture actually. And I kind of saw him like out in the distance and yeah, that, that picture kind of is something that I've been doing for years and never really gave it any thought. You know, just kind of yeah. who I am. Well, yeah. it's interesting because it, it really struck me because a couple of years ago, um, it would have probably been 2018, um, we were at Air Force One and Diana Balboni was the the leader of the group that I was in. <clears throat> and we were working on the planes. And it was a very similar situation, only a single, um, about eight or 10-year-old girl approached me. And which is really strange that she it wasn't strange. She just had a lot of courage. I mean, to see somebody working on an airplane and she kept saying, excuse me, excuse me. And I went over and talked to her and she asked one simple question. She said, can girls do this too? Yeah. 
And I was literally frantic because I knew Diana was there. And I was like, where's Diana? Where's Diana? Because I wanted her to see somebody, you know, that had that that could show her, you know, because it's one thing some bald dude saying, yeah, you can do this. But it's another thing to actually see somebody firsthand that does it. So I talked to her for a minute. Um, we sent somebody to get Diana. And then I showed her a picture. I've got a video of my um, daughter that was about the same age. She was a little bit older, maybe at the time. She's maybe 12 or 14. But she was, uh, I had her redoing the headlights on a three-quarter ton truck and i showed her a video of that and, and said yes absolutely it's just you know it's training it's like anything if you if you have a desire to do this you know and then of course diana came over and i you know whew, now i'm out of that and i can go back to work because again i think it's it's so critical that women talk to other women about this you know it's 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 something that's very uh Dear, near and dear to my heart, I have three daughters, and and so it's it's to me always having you know females and women to have your children look up to. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rennie's great, but you know he's so <laughs> Robin sweet. So. Um, but but I think that that's awesome, and that's one of the things that I've seen in the last just since you stated you've been in the in the industry that there's been a lot more women that have bubbled to the surface as um, being more visible. It's not that they weren't there. It's not that this is a new phenomenon. I mean. Right. Diane Doyle's been doing this forever as well, uh, and she's phenomenal. But there are just now people coming to the surface and seeing that. We talked about Sarah from from Rupes, and she's a great gal as well. So, so what is it? I mean, I know you probably get to ask this, and this is kind of a cheesy question, but what do you? How do you see your role as a female in a predominantly male-dominated industry? Yeah, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about this because it's it's kind of the buzz thing, you know. Women in the industry, women in the industry. And yep. as much as we appreciate that and respect that, um, a few of the conversations I've had, um, it's kind of like we just want to be a detailer. You know, maybe, right. and maybe this is just my opinion, but I just want to be a really awesome detailer and a really good business owner and a great trainer for AutoGeek. Um, we can take the title of woman off of me. That's, that's fine. You know, um, I do see the point in it and it's great because all these women are kind of rising and more and more women are getting involved and starting and getting their hands in because they see that anybody can do it. Just like that, you know, the girl that came to you, anybody can do this. Um, yeah. You just got to have a passion for it. And, you know, one of my uh, close friends, when I was at NTE, I got to sit on the panel of women on the, on the podcast with Diane Doyle and, you know, a few of us, and it was the women in the industry and so he watched it from home. And when I came home, we had dinner together and he said, you know, it was funny. He goes, it was a great podcast. You did great. Um, a lot of really good information. He goes, but I never looked at you as a woman detailer. You're yeah, just right. good detailer, you know? And yeah. So and I think, I think that that is, I, I mean, there are two sides of that and, and it's, um, it's really hard because people have a tendency to label everyone. Right. And um, you know, we're, we're really close with Sydney at eyewash and I don't, I don't view her as a woman, a woman in detailing. Detail, I mean, right. um, it's, it's, I got a new car one time and I took it to Sydney shop and I was just asking her what products we'd put on it. And we talked to somebody else and it wasn't, a, it's not about that. I, but I think that it's, I think it's a double-edged sword. One, I think it needs to be recognized because then it promotes more people of doing that. And it is a highly, highly, highly male dominated industry. The automotive industry is completely male dominated and, it doesn't need to be because I've met some people that, you know, on both sides of that, that both should and should not be in the industry. In it. And I won't even say what their genders are, but there's some people that shouldn't be in the industry because they're doing it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. So 
Um, beyond that, you've got your own business. You have a full-time job, which is insane. Um, and Sarah, if you're watching, I will just take this as an example. We have a good friend of ours named Sarah and she's gone back and forth on that. She's got a full-time job. She's got a detailing business. So here you go. Here's another example of somebody else that can do that. So what is, uh, if I came to your shop, if we're in your area, what's your, what's your passion, your main focus, the thing that you try to present to the, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, I'm always here. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs> um, you know, we're a small town and this is the okay. town I grew up in. This is the town I went to school in, still live here. Um, and that's near and dear to my heart. And I just have this, um, I have this love for like mom and pop shops. So that's kind of mm -hmm. how I run my business, but it's just mom and I don't have any kids. I have dogs, but you know, <laughs> it's just, it's that feel of the small business that mom and pop shop feel um, I know everybody, if I don't remember their name, I remember their car and I remember their pets names. And okay. that's important to me. Um, you know, as a consumer, before I started this business and listen, we had taken our vehicles to detailers somewhat locally and you never got that feel. You just didn't feel like an important client. And that was kind of the drive behind me starting this business and really kind of diving into it deep because I wanted to be responsive to my clients. I wanted my clients to feel like they were the most important thing that was happening in my day. And they are. Um, I treat each vehicle as if it were my own baby, no matter what it is. And I say, I kind of fall into a relationship with each vehicle that comes in my shop. And I'm proud to tell my clients about that. And they love that. Um, you know, I started as just myself. And right now I have my best friend from high school working with me side by side every day. Fun. Um, yeah. So she's, She's diving into it as well, and she's a huge support of mine. And a lot of our clients love the fact that, yes, it's two women, trustworthy, easy to talk to, pleasant. Uh, they love the fact that it's a woman-owned business. So that's important, and it's a small shop. And I love that feel, and that's kind of where I want to – that's my vision to kind of keep it that way. Yeah. So what's been one of the biggest challenges of being in a small market <clears> – <throat> I mean, you're trying to build a business that has that mom feel, mom pop feel, right? But what, you know, because I think a lot of times, you know, when we talk to other people, they're like, I'm in a small market. I'm not sure how I carve my place. You know, how do I make enough so that I don't have to work two jobs if I want to? Because you're you're balancing two lives. So what's yeah. been your biggest challenge as a business owner? Uh, more of a personal, probably on the, the business side too, but life balance, mm. finding the balance to actually operate the business and let it grow. Um, I kind of just have this niche here in this area and where we are, we're, you know, north of Manhattan, a few hours, and we haven't had a lot of weekenders that have kind of grown into full-timers here. And maybe that was a push from COVID probably, but they've been some of my greatest clients as well as locals. Um, but my biggest challenge definitely was finding balance between work and life because I wanted to go full bore. I wanted to put all of my efforts into growing this business into what I believe it could be and, and what I envision it. So I spent and do spend, as you remember yesterday, you know, I spend too many hours here in the shop. Um, and so finding that balance has, has been difficult, but I'm slowly getting there this summer. So I'm sure everybody struggles with this, whether you're 
one year in or 10 years in and um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the conversations. Sure. Yeah. I, I know we had Rick Walling on and uh, I, I consider him a good friend and mentor of mine. And uh, he was our intern at Rennie's for the week. And I just love him, but he talks a lot about that balance and yeah. that's important to me. So now I'm kind of transitioning, you know, maybe less hours at 911 and maybe some of the same hours at the shop. But and now, of course, I have Auto Geek, so I get to travel there, too. So that's one more thing to add to the, to the pile. But yeah. it's fine. So, so one of the things that I've noticed, um, and this is uh, this is void of any labels. I don't care black, white. I don't care American Puerto Rican, I don't care, male, female, doesn't matter, old, young. I think one of the most important things in the detailing industry that people miss, and you you have it, and I can say that I can understand why, why Megan would gravitate towards you and why Rennie wanted you on Air Force One and why people and why those that group of kids came up is approachability. And I think that is a big key that is missing in the detailing industry is the making yourself approachable. Um, I think that too many people on every, whatever box you want to put them in, they're so concerned with ego that they're not approachable. And I look at that and I go, as a business owner, you want people to want to come in and see you, right? When I was years and years ago, when I was being a mechanic, restoring cars and we had shops and I worked in a, um, I worked in an auto parts, an aftermarket, like hot rod shop for a while. And we would have people that would just come in on Saturdays to eat donuts, drink coffee and talk cars. And I'm like, that's what you want. It was before there was like a coffee and cars and it just happened. It was every Saturday, the same group of people would come in, they'd bring their cars in, they were all washed. They backed them in towards the door. It looked like a little car show in front of our hot rod shop. And <clears throat> That's what you want. You want people to be approachable. And I don't hear that a lot in the industry, but it was, it struck me the other day, quite honestly, it was when I was looking at that picture that Chris took of it's because you're approachable. And so I guess as a, um, it seems like it's natural with you. The 911 thing that I did not know about until this morning makes even more sense because people have got, you can't be a douche and be, I mean, you've got to be approachable and have an even keel. So how do, how would you mentor somebody that maybe wasn't approachable and explain to them how to kind of tone down that ego? You know, I, I think it comes back to pretend you're in their shoes Pretend this is your car that you're laying your hands on. Treat that client, um, even if they're not your client, just treat that person with respect. Um, don't talk down to them. You know, don't over talk them. I try to keep things very simplified. I'm a simple person uh, when I'm explaining things to my clients and I let them ask the tough questions and then answer just straightforward and don't try to fluff up the conversation at all. Um, be honest, be, be vulnerable, let them see that. And I think I love that word approachable, you know, that, that's a good one. You have to write that down. Um, but also vulnerable, you know, we're all humans, um, yeah. you know, and I'm not afraid to, to show that to some people that I am vulnerable and I, I let that guard down. So I think letting the guard down, you know, that sometimes gets in the way of the ego. So yeah, I try, I try not to have an ego and I don't detail so to speak, for other detailers. I don't detail and post pictures on Instagram for other businesses 
or to say, I'm so busy. Most of the time I, I take pictures. I take so many pictures, but barely post any, you know, and it's, um, it's not for the attention. It's because I like what I do and I like my clients and I love their cars and I love their stories. And, and I love to hear, just like you guys are asking me about my story. I ask my clients about their story. Right. You know, I try not to be nosy. Oh, what do you do? But I just have conversations. Uh, Rick Walling talked about this. He remembers their pets. He has a 20 minute conversation about their dogs because we're animal people. Um, you know, whatever that topic is, that's what you bring up each time that that client comes in and you let them kind of just, you know, get the feel of you before you present yourself to them. And right. it's all about that first impression. It really is. Whether it's on the telephone or in person, it's, it's first impression. You have, you know, that five second window to create a good impression. And so thank you for telling me that I'm approachable. I love that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to carry that one. One of the things is I'm listening to you and this is just my mind's always thinking about, all right, how do I talk to my customer? Because as we've kind of talked about, a lot of detailers are really marketing to each other. And because you're such a lab dog person, one thing that I think would be really cool, and I bet you would get tons of interest on your Instagram or Facebook, is feature pet of the week. Oh, there you go. Hey, look at this. You know, look at Rex from Rod's uh, 55 Chevy, right? You talk about the car and the car and the dog. And I, I bet you tons of people would love that. Yeah, let me get my notebook. Hang on, let me write that. <laughs> right. See, Sorry, ADD. And I, and, and, and I honestly, um, that that is something that you can't teach somebody. No. It can't be fake. It cannot no. be fake. Yeah. You can't be like, hey, what's your dog's name? And then they tell you and you forget. That it's would not, be me. It's not a way to get attention, but you have to pay attention to it. Um, yeah. Because people love it when you know their personal story. Now, you know, uh, you can do it. Our software does it. You can track notes on customers, but you can also do it as a human and remember that. I, um, years and years ago, we Jody and I were talking yesterday on Rennie's podcast about going to a bank for a company we worked for. And then we ended up subsequently starting our own company. And we went back to the bank. Now, two things. I, I am ADD. But I am so I'm always scanning things. I'm always scanning things. Right. I mean, there's an IDA and a PNS placard behind you you've got lanyards from past events you've gone to if you had a favorite sports team on the wall behind you that kind of sticks in my brain naturally okay but one of the things is we went to this bank and this woman had a um, as we walked in the door there was a black pt cruiser in the parking lot had aftermarket chrome wheels and it had a uh, classic hot rod orange and yellow flame job on the front okay very noticeable car at this time. And we're talking 13, 14 years ago. Right. So it was a fairly new car then. We walk in the office. We go into this VP's office. I look on a filing cabinet in the corner of my eye, and there is a black piggy bank with flames on it on top of a filing cabinet. <laughs> so my brain goes, we're connected. So about halfway through this conversation that was very business oriented, and she was being very, very, you know, proper business vice president of a bank very proper and i said she goes now do you have any questions i said yeah how do you like your pt cruiser and she literally just goes oh i love it it's my favorite thing and the guy i was there with one of our other partners dave and he just kept looking at me like 
how do you know she drives a PT cruiser and he just kept going on and on? And it has to be natural. Mm -hmm. But that ended up sealing a deal. We are still with that bank today. Um, and it, it, it was just something that comes natural. And so I think people have to play off their natural strengths. Yes. If you're naturally a person that, and most details are that pick out detailers, I should say, they pick out little details, obviously, no pun intended, but they see things. Do that. Use that to your advantage and sure. let that natural thing help you out, right? If I, you know, what's your dog's name? Use a simple question, right? Once yeah. you find out what somebody's dog's name is, it's sometimes hard to forget. Sometimes it's not, but but you remember they have dogs. And just saying, hey, how's your dog doing? If they're a dog person, that's the greatest thing on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. And the easiest thing to do is when they bring the car in because it's got pet hair in it, instead of saying, well, I charge extra for a lot of pet hair, say, oh, really? What kind of animals do you have? Dog, you know, and yeah. what kind of dog? Yeah. And so that don't skip over something they're providing you with. That client yep. is giving you the material to run with. So when they talk about something, you know, when you ask the question, what's your concern with your vehicle? Right then and there, that's where you take mental note as to what's important to them. Yeah. So, yeah. Side note, if you're going to put the dogs in front of classic cars, dress them up in rockabilly clothes. <laughs> you can you can have that one. But I'm just saying, you put a you put a yellow lab. You put a yellow lab in some kind of a yellow sundress with some, you know, oh, I'm telling you, all over the place. Dog lovers go crazy. I will work on that. <laughs> what, and I think that's an important point that you bring up, Rod, because I think a lot of people, business owners, try to do things that are not in their natural gift. It's not in their natural personality. So mm -hmm. like if I was running a detail shop and if I was trying to feature dogs or cats or mice or frogs, it wouldn't happen, right? Because I'm not a pet person. We have them, but those are the kids, right? A dog comes up to Rod and he's like, oh, lovey-lovey on it. And I'm not that way, right? People see through that. So do the dogs, by and the so, way. They, no, the dogs see that's it. the they... thing that makes my wife so mad. She goes, how come the dogs always come to you? Because you don't like dogs. I'm like, well, I like them. I just don't prefer them, right? And I think that is a really important lesson because I think a lot of times people are looking at their business or trying to build it. And they're building it in a way that is not authentic to yeah. them. Yeah. Right. You are trying to build a mom and pop, man. I love you. You're my best friend. Welcome home. Let me take care of you, your dog. Oh, and yes, let me have fun with your car, which is now my car. Absolutely. That, that's exactly it right there. And, you know, even the logo, did I go for something a little different? Yeah, I am different. You know, and I've always said like, you know, if you're going to be weird, just be confident about it. You know, it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be different. Right. And I know Sarah from Rupes, you know, she's the same way. Like it's all right to be weird, mm -hmm. weird. and just own yeah. it. Just own who you are. Um, even if that takes something like sitting down and just listing out your, your core values, even in life mm -hmm. and just who you are as a person and what you envision your business to be for you. Um, so that logo, that old truck there, you know, um, that's kind of like my dream truck. And I finally just bought one. I got a 1948 Chevy Loadmaster. I just bought it in July and, you know, needs a little work, but she runs, she drives. And so I've got my dog, my truck, 
my business. It's all just kind of coming together now. So nice. See, that's awesome. <clears throat> all in a short three years. Short. Look at that. Four there years. You go. That's there awesome. You well, yeah, you'll we'll have to talk about the trucks because that's yeah. I'm a I've I've got a '57 Chevy pickup right now that I'm just finishing up with a matching trailer and a '55 nice. two-door Bel Air and uh, yeah. So yeah. that's my. That's my passion is cars. And I think that people need, like Jody said, they need to take that natural passion. If I saw Jody up, open up a detail shop, I would be like, if it's not boat oriented, you're, you're, you're missing out because that's what you should do is, um, and there are people that are successful doing that and they don't even realize that they're doing it. They just naturally, they do what they think is best. And when right. people try to, one of the things that, that I think people should pay attention to is if you're trying to copy someone else, that is, um, it, to begin with, you got to have mentors. And I, if I was starting a shop and I'd be like, Hey, Robin, how did you set up your services? Do you do it by the size of the vehicle? Do you do it by this? Those are natural questions. I don't, I don't mean that when you're copying somebody, I mean, if, if you had, you know, it's the detail lab and now I open up the detail, uh, you know, um, um, Rottweiler and I have, you know, <laughs> like an old Ford truck and I'm like, I'm just looking at everything you're doing and I'm like, okay, I need to get with like somebody that's a competitor of auto geek and do exactly what Robin's doing. And I see those people do that. And I'm like, that may get you by. It's, it, it's like Harry Potter. Like if you kill a unicorn and you suck the blood, it'll keep you alive, but just barely, it's going to keep you alive, but just barely, you're not going to succeed. So I shouldn't open up the detail Chihuahua. No, actually you should, that would, that actually would work. I mean, let's take a left turn. The detail Chihuahua and Jody speaks in Spanish. He's like, yo quiero polish your car. You know, it works. It that works. works. That's your natural. You know. <laughs> dip, 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 dip. That's right. <laughs> no, that's funny, man. I love it. So, yeah. um, what do you what do you see on the horizon? I mean, obviously, you talked about the balance and everything, but what's coming next for you? That is a tough question because I just don't know. Because this, you know, few years, this past year, was something I never really even dreamt of. Or if I did, it was like, oh yeah, ten years down the road, maybe I'll get opportunities like that. And even Air Force One, like, oh, I aspire, maybe like make that my five year goal. And yeah. It, it happened within two years, you know? And so, yep. um, I think I just, I dream big, but I don't really have, you know, a vision for the future. Cause I just kind of let doors open for me and, and just run through them. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's us. <laughs> That's me. That's us. Just, what's next. Let's go that way. You know? Yeah. I, I think sometimes that's, that's good though. A lot of people I think get hung up again in the, I have to follow this exact path that, that this business leader told me to do. And that's the, the, the roadmap for success. When I think sometimes people need to realize that there's general rules, you know, be insured, you know, have an actual legitimate business name, <clears throat> follow the laws and norms of your area. But beyond that, do what works for you right? Yes. Everybody can't be what you're being. Um, again, Sydney, and I watched here in Boise, everybody can't be Sydney. She's very unique. She's very lucky that she's in a community that um, it's a little subset of Boise and it's a beautiful thing that she's able to do that. Um, but she's the only one that can do that. Right. right. I mean, 
and you're the only one that can do you and Rennie's the only you. Rennie. You know, there's so many people that try to copy everybody else. There's only one Rennie. There's only one big D out in Kentucky. There's only one Nathan Warren. Thank God. There's only one Justin Lovato. Yeah, there's only one Justin Lovato. There's only one only Sarah. Joe Kimball. I mean, it's <clears throat> there's only Jason one Rose. Rose. I there's mean, only, there's yeah. only, you know, so, so embrace you. Do you. But I think that's hard for people sometimes <clears throat> because we all have the the envy bug. We all see somebody else and we're like, man, I wish I, I, I need to. And that's okay. You can have dreams. I mean, but, but when, like you just did, you got to celebrate when you reach a milestone. It doesn't, to me, I don't care what your truck looks like, what condition it's in. It doesn't matter. That's awesome. You, you got a dream and you got to, you got to take that milestone and celebrate it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Take time to, to let it happen and absorb it, you know, and, and just kind of ride it out. And I think that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm just kind of riding things out. You know, next week I'm going to McCall's and like another dream of mine, like, holy that's cow. Awesome. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, that, that, is, that is such an honor. I mean, two yeah. and two in one big year, you get Air yeah. Force One and you get McCall's, which it's now called Motor Lux, right? Lux, yes. Yeah. So yeah. super fun. I'm excited to watch what you guys do next week. It's, yeah. you know, to be selected for those teams is really an mm -hmm. honor. And, it, and it's a tribute to you. But I think it's also when I, you know, when I think about people looking at who you are in the business you've built and the demeanor that you bring to just a conversation to your training, you know, I can see why Megan said I got to have her be an auto geek rep. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a real kudos to you. So so how do people obviously you're in a smaller community. How do people connect with you? Yeah. Facebook, Instagram can email me, you know, the detail lab at yahoo.com pretty straightforward, but we run TikTok a little bit here and there, but Facebook and Instagram are kind of the main ways to do it, you know, and uh, you can reach out to me, text me, call me. I'd be happy to chat with anybody. So yeah, yep. that's super awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Now, Robin, thank you for being our yes. guest. It's thank been you. a very refreshing conversation. Thank yeah. you so much. And yeah, we expect to see some pictures of the uh, truck with the dog in the back. I mean, yeah. I, I'm dressed up in some rockabilly clothing. That's got to happen. Oh my gosh. Big, well, big hair, big giant wig with the curly thing, the whole nine yards. The whole deal. Oh man. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And we will check you guys same time, same bad channel just next week. Yep. Thanks, Sick. guys. And Robin. Well, that.